in this third session on 1 Thessalonians 1, 2 through 7. We're going to go down here and try to understand this ground for how Paul knows that the Thessalonians were chosen and loved by God. So, Father, this is relevant to how we know that we are chosen by God, we are loved by God with a kind of special, particular covenant love. And so this is no game that we're playing. This is our life. And I ask that you would open our eyes to see what's here by your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We give thanks to God always for you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering your work of faith. So he thanks God first for their work of faith, and he thanks God for their labor of love, and he thanks God for their steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the first thing. God is the decisive one to thank when you see someone loving to the point of laboring, trusting to the point of working, hoping to the point of enduring with steadfastness. God is the one to be thanked because he is the decisive cause behind that faith and love and hope. And then, four, we struggled with this, we, we know that God is the one to be thanked for these things because we know that God has loved them and chosen them for this hope, faith, and love. And therefore, God is the one to be thanked. And so this, this four here, this ground, is the reason that we know that God is to be thanked for the labor of love and the work of faith and the steadfastness of hope. Because, I'm sorry, for we know, brothers beloved by God, that he has chosen you. And now, this because here is the ground of this he has chosen you. Because we know he has chosen you. So we know this. How do you know this, Paul? We know he has chosen the Thessalonians because our gospel came to you not only in word, but in power, in the Holy Spirit, with full conviction. Now, does that mean that the power was seen in them? The Holy Spirit was at work in them. The full conviction was seen in them. And that's how he knows. Or is this power that Paul was experiencing? A Holy Spirit that was anointing and empowering Paul. Full conviction that was in Paul and his fellow preachers. And you might think if you just stopped right here, well, it sure seems like it must be in them because that's the evidence of their being chosen. Power was at work in them, and the Holy Spirit was seen in them, and full conviction was rising in them, 
and therefore we know that they're chosen. But I don't, I don't think that works. And, and the reason it doesn't work is because, right here, you know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your sake. And I wish the ESV hadn't dropped it, but there's just as is here. So literally, we know that he's chosen you because our gospel came to you not only in word, but in the power that was at work in us and the Holy Spirit that was on us and the full conviction that we brought, just as you know what kind of men we prove to be among you. So this, this is, a, I think, a foolproof statement that the power, the Holy Spirit, and the full conviction are proving the kind of men that Paul and his compatriots proved to be. Now, how does that prove that they are elect, right? Well, it doesn't. It doesn't by itself. And Paul doesn't mean for it to be taken by itself. And that's why he continues. So the, the evidence, we could draw it like this. So there's two supports here. Okay. And up here is election. And the support for election, these two little supports here, are things in us. And now, in verse 6, things in you. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in, you received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. Now, it seems to me then that what he's saying is the power that was at work in us, the Holy Spirit that was anointing our preaching, and the full conviction that we brought to you was bearing fruit in your life. And that, the two together, are the support for your election. We know that you are elect because God was on us when we came to you, and he was on us to such a degree that you became imitators of us and of the Lord, and the specific thing he focuses on and now this is the biggest lesson for us, I think, is that you receive the word, the word of the gospel, the word of Jesus Christ and his, his glory. You receive that word in joy. And that joy was of the Holy Spirit. And the reason we know it was of the Holy Spirit is because you received it in much affliction. Pause and think here for a moment. Does joy emerging in the heart of somebody who hears the gospel prove that they are elect? No. But joy that rises and stays in the heart of someone hearing the gospel when they are being afflicted for it, that does. Do you remember the parable that Jesus told? The parable of the four soils and the seed that was sown on the uh, path and on the uh, rocky ground and on the uh, thorns and on the good ground. Do you remember 
what he said about the seeds sown on the rocky ground. He said, these are the ones sown on the rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a little while. And then when tribulation comes or persecution, when it arises on account of the word that they just believed, they are done. If this is what Christianity means, if I'm going to get more tribulation, more persecution because of believing this word, I'm finished and so I'm not happy anymore. And that's why Paul back here says, you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word with the joy of the Holy Spirit in much affliction. And that's the proof that you are chosen by God. Your joy is so great in Jesus that Jesus is now more precious to you than all the avoidance of affliction and all the comforts you could get. He is now more precious to you than life. And that's the evidence that he chose you. So here are the concluding lessons from this, from this text. Number one, the work of faith, the labor of love, the steadfastness of hope are gifts of God, and that's why we thank God for them. That faith, that love, that hope producing that work, that labor, and that steadfastness are gifts of God. Thanks be to God that I'm a believer. Thanks be to God that I have any whiff of love in my life or that I have any perseverance. That's the first lesson. And we know that God is to be thanked for that because we we know that you're loved by God and chosen for that. And so this election for that is the reason that we thank God. And thirdly, this election is verified, validated, because the gospel comes in the powerful preaching, but decisively that preaching produces an imitation of the Lord and of the preacher, and the essence of that imitation is joy in the Holy Spirit that is indomitable through affliction, thus proving that joy in the Lord is more valuable than the joy of not being afflicted. Jesus is now more precious than the comfort of the absence of affliction. And that's the evidence that we are chosen.